0: Welcome to lights in the sky podcast episode 37 casual chat about uncasual things i'm luke and i am
1: Air. and we're in a swelteringly warm studio it's not even like the warmest warmest day of summer yet it's just like late spring and uh <laughs> yeah that, that that sort of that sweat on the, in the brow yeah and in the pits <laughs> the old man pits is uh as a wise man once said it's a it's a shit job being my armpits right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, my man pits and my man tits are pretty sweaty <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. Fair enough.
0: Um, so, the, is this our first Thursday night to record? Uh, I think it might be, yeah. yeah. It, it feels like a Friday. It does feel like a Friday. We've got a public holiday a tomorrow. a long weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything paranormal happened to you in the last week? Um.
1: How long i've got to think about this
0: if you have to think that hard it's probably a no okay i'll back out no <laughs> um neither but i do have some admin
1: oh okay um admin at the top of the show yeah ro- roll on the admin please i'm keen to get into it okay so you've I've already rolled up my sleeves see oh you have and you, you don't have to because you've got short sleeves on so <laughs> yeah, um, how efficient
0: you have seen no you you own a car a yeah. uh, Volkswagen Golf called Golfy McGolfface, which was named by uh, user, uh, users, <laughs> uh, <laughs> listeners. listeners
1: of this very podcast. yes. Yep.
0: Um. So it has come to my attention that um there's even more something McSomething faces. Uh, I already knew about Boaty McBoatface, obviously. Yeah. But um apparently, let me read this article to you from
1: Warmful.com. Warm mold, the fire extinguisher, guys. No. Okay. War- warmful. Warmful. Oh, warm. Like harmful, only warm. Ah. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Confusing. Okay. Uh, this article reads: "The Boaty McBoatface legacy has spread worldwide, with an express train in Sweden
1: named Trainy McTrainface <laughs> earlier this year." Is this again that these moronic um, people open it up to the public to exactly. get feedback about what they should name things? Yeah, yeah, the ones that lock themselves. I mean, I was—I mean, I think we were one of those people. We opened the can up to the public. <laughs> I like, think like we classed in this very much so.
0: Although we um, had the caveat that you got to choose. We never said most. This was the most votes, yeah, because we only able
1: to have two votes, (laughs)
0: yeah, (laughs) one for each. And if they if they were um, opposite to each other, then we'd have to fight. (laughs) It's my vote versus
1: your vote. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Um, Luckily, it was a peaceful resolution with Golfy McGoldface But um, Mm -hmm. yeah,
0: also a team at Sydney's Warwick Farm Racecourse named their horse Horsey (laughs) McHorseface last year. The latest victim is a public ferry in Sydney named Ferry Fairy Fairy McFairyface. Fairy face. <laughs> More than fifteen thousand suggestions were made in Sydney's Name Your Ferry competition. The name Ferry face was voted on by hundreds of Australians <laughs> in a competition which allowed the public to be part of maritime history. Ferry face in Sydney. Uh, hey, this is the caption. His ferry McFairy face in Sydney on the left before the name change on the boat. See further down. Is
1: the <laughs> caption somehow in the like in the it's, text yeah. the main main body of the article? Yeah, yeah. It's copy and pasted and just stuck it's, it in. It's above the photos oh. in the same font
0: <laughs> and weight and everything with just a normal gap. So that's two weeks down.
1: in a row where like articles you've pulled off the internet have been absolutely shit in terms of grammar. Maybe my internet's broken.
0: Oh, have got some it needs, an en- it needs an English lesson. <laughs> Uh, given given that Boaty was already taken by another vessel, we've gone with the next most popular name no- nominated by Sydney Siders," said Andrew Constance, the minister so for Boaty transport.
1: So, ferry McFay won, <laughs> but it was already taken. <laughs> so they had to go to the second option, which wasn't taken, which is ferry McFerry mm-hmm. um, <laughs> face.
0: Ferry McFerry will be the harbour's newest icon, and I hope it brings a smile to the faces of visitors and locals alike. Unlike Boaty McBoatface, a moniker that was actually rejected for its intended vessel being deemed unsuitable, Fairy McFairyface has been made official. they have even got a mock-up of how they're going to paint it. With a name (laughs) across the front. (laughs) It's not bad, right? It's not bad, no. Not bad. Um, So we'll save that. Does it it
1: go on? Because I actually actually heard part of the story when I was on my runny... um, my runny poo, as I call it, yeah, the we, other day. Okay, explain that.
0: You go for runs and you call them runny poos. Yeah, I go for my runny poo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> on the treadmill. Typical. And they, I had heard them talking about on another podcast I was listening to about. Not the other ones, but just that Ferry McFerry face. And like, I think like the New South Wales government in Australia, like one of their spokesmen were having an absolute meltdown over it and saying how disrespectful it was, how the boats should be named after famous Australians that have done good for the nation, uh, national parks and other uh, you know, areas of national uh, beauty. Significance. Yeah. And um, there was a comment that apparently some of the workers were refusing to work on Boaty or Ferry McFerryface because um they're worried that there would be these rambunctious people would get on board and cause trouble
0: <laughs> yeah because it's not going to get old after a week yeah right? exactly Is that just um also if there's shut one up and enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. if there's one nation on earth who's great at respecting the <laughs> the mm. um the other people and generally having like approaching things with dignity it's australia yeah, right there's a
1: great thing i heard about how they've passed well not passed the vote that came in that cost 122 million australian dollars about whether they would be okay with same-sex marriage and yes they are apparently because you know pretty much every western nation is now <laughs> so i'm glad they finally caught up Yeah, they're like we want to get this passed before christmas but the thing that's holding it up is another bill that was to uh apparently like that the bill is that if you ever if you were like your father was born outside of australia you can't possibly be <sighs> in the australian Balance of them, so like they're so racist, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and so homophobic. <laughs>
0: that's, that's so those two bills are
1: competing, up. yeah. So the race bill is, is clogging up the homophobic bill.
0: I guess the good thing there is that they're trying to fix it, yeah. So it's about time, Or oh, it's yeah. tw- nearly 2018, so yeah. they hmm. are lasted a lot of things. Hmm. Um, they didn't they have when you're allowed to hunt Aboriginal
1: people to like the 70s. <laughs>
0: I'm pretty sure that's real.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you should check that because we might ourselves into trouble for that one.
0: I'm pretty sure that's legit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there was a good article I read recently just sort of um, by an Australian uh, um, really just trumpeting the success of New Zealand over Australia, our um, more liberal policies, the fact that we're uh, kinder to the uh, indigenous people of our nation, and uh, like that we adopted a Maori version of our national anthem in nineteen ninety nine, and mm-hmm. uh, still not there with Australia. Yep. I'm not begging Australia; it's a great place to go, but yeah, just maybe because we're more small, we're smaller, we're more nimble, we can get more things done in our little country. Aboriginals were not considered
0: citizens of Australia until nineteen sixty seven, and some were regulated under flora and fauna law.
1: Come on, right? I know. Like sort it out. <laughs> like, like they're an animal. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's a
0: doozy. Ouch. It was South Africa. You could hunt. Um, oh,
1: South Africa, another yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, another, another shining star when
0: it comes to <laughs> yes, it the was rights legal for to indigenous hunt, people. Uh, Bushmen in southern Africa until 1936.
1: Oh, sheesh. Uh, yeah that it's good okay yeah Golfy mcgolf face joins Furry mcferrer face training mc train face boaty mcboat face horsey McHorseface. <laughs> thing is horsey mc face literally does have a horse face so that actually works quite well that's true yeah have a horse yeah. face you know how you know when you say people you know i think we've we, we know people in our life that you may say have, you know have a horse-like face <laughs> and yep. yeah do you think that the person who came
0: up with the you know, the original was Boaty McBoatface. The person who came up with that and then it just completely went viral and is still going. Do you think they're at that point where they're on like Celebrity Treasure Island or something <laughs> like that where they can <laughs> kind of do the rounds as that third
1: string celebrity? I, I think you might be right, yeah. Where it says, yeah, yeah coined the phrase Boaty McBoatface <laughs> and then yes, it's yeah. spawned from there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think I think they're at, uh, yeah. Because didn't the Boaty they Boaty I hope that I, I hope the. BoatFace McBoatface person doesn't get accused of sort of sexual molestation and all mm. these sort of things that are going on at the moment. That would be yeah. horrible. I mean, famous people are being outed. BoatFace yeah. Boat McBoatface creators, you know, they may be to be a celebrity. Uh, yeah, the they celebrity may have a sordid past.
0: And, <laughs> and... <laughs> um, didn't they not even use it? They no, they didn't. It was called like Richard Edinburgh or yeah, David Edinburgh. Exactly. One of the Edinburghs. They named one of the probes or drones or like submarine things that they put out, um, Boaty McBoatface. Just to say, yeah, we're kind of getting there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that was like one of the probes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Which is
0: a nasty word. <laughs> so. um, the other thing I was going to say is that um, we announced on the last pod... What, what is that, chair. Well, you know,
1: I'm wearing my work clothes and my bum's a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> you got anything in your bum-bum I don't have anything in my bum-bum pocket. Do you know what, though? I, I, I popped a button on my bum-bum pocket. Why? I don't know. Was it to do with what was in there? No, there was nothing in the bum bum pocket because nothing lives in the bum bum pocket anymore. But I was wearing shorts on the weekend and I... um like normally you pop a button from like your waistline but this came out, came off my bum bum isn't it strange that i don't you've... know how to sew so i'm away this weekend so i'm leaving them out for mum, who's coming to feed the cats or <laughs> <laughs> well, the cat i'll like mum, can you sew this butter back on my bum bum <laughs> <laughs> isn't it funny that you've had stuff in your bum bum
0: pocket all these years and never had an issue and as soon as you take the I, thing think out there, yeah. I think it made it
1: loose i think it made it loose don't
0: drink beer loudly on the microphone don't squeak the chair. Can't do anything on this podcast. This is half mine. Don't complain on the podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, so you had a couple of things you wanted to get to. Want well, to know? I hear you're a horrible
1: person. Yeah. So um, <laughs> this is. It seems it all has happened at once with me recently. So, um, <laughs> so last week. See, the cat likes me. The cat's right here, Lulu. You
0: inherited a cat recently. Yeah. If that cat starts anything to come between us, (laughs) then there'll be issues. I call him the Pussman. (laughs) Of course you do. (laughs) It's definitely something you would do. Um,
1: Okay, so last week I was leaving Countdown, which is a supermarket. Yeah. Yeah, and... um, I'd been in at lunchtime from work, and as I walked in, I saw there were people outside. Do you love visiting supermarkets on the regular? Oh, I love. Yeah, I love my daily shop. I hate the big shop. Not a big shop. Not for. Not, not keen for the big shop. This not is, part of the big shop. I, lo- yeah. I love going every day though.
0: Yeah, there's another thing um, we should explain since you've just gone on about it. <clears throat> Um Lily's rubbing is your legs. In high school, uh, when we started flatting or something like that, um, you decided to make the bold statement. One of your many bold statements <laughs> over the years <laughs> that you would never, ever do a big shop. Yep. A big shop is a weekly shop. Correct. And you decided then that you were never going to do so it. So I,
1: I am like two weeks out from being 32 years old and I have never done a big shop. That you know of. I haven't. Or that you're willing to admit. The closest I got was when I went away camping... And I bought like ten bottles of wine.
0: No, that doesn't. Count.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had to get a trolley because of all the wine, yeah, and I was count. told um, it's hardly the... a week's groceries. Well, no, well, there was, there was, there was a wee, there was a wee asterisk here. It was like one of the only times I've ever got a trolley at a supermarket. Mm. Not one of those like old people trolleys, but, like a proper trolley. Because there was, I wasn't without just putting another person in it, like a mad lads type yeah, thing. No doubt Yeah, well, that was done that around a car park lots of times. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> lots are coming back to me at the moment. Um, but yes, I, to get, we was, I was. I was traveling with a couple of friends, so we had all that stuff in there. And then they tried to accuse me of a big shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, and nah. So it do doesn't a big count. Shop, it's so. not a week's worth of no. groceries. No,
0: no temp- it's temp- got to be five days or more to be a big shop. A big shop, so I've never done that. Which I mean, I believe you, but and and I have no problem with it because my attitude toward it towards it is: if you want to visit a supermarket every day or two. That's on you. I like going there. I like fresh. <laughs> it's not. Oh, okay, so you're only ever buying food only that's buy going to be off the next day.
1: <laughs> no, you're not. I genuinely prefer fresh, to be honest. Um, <laughs> i so full of it. <laughs> so, yeah, went into the supermarket. Well, as I was approaching the supermarket, I saw people standing outside Countdown. The supermarket? The supermarket, which was which is Woolworths in Australia. Same logo. It's
0: a supermarket.
1: Yeah, the for count- anyone the, who's not in the New Zealand countdown, or the countdown logo is a, is is an apple that's well, actually a big W, which is the Woolworths logo, but we call it countdown here because for some reason way. we don't. Yeah, I don't know. No. Speaking idea. of
0: Australia, just to interject, it,
1: the countdown's owned by Woolworths, so I don't know why we don't call it the same thing. But
0: yeah. we now have a pin on our studio map for New South Wales, yep. so we've we got don't. three states out of Australia covered. Um, if you listen to
1: this, found out that New South Wales had the lowest support <laughs> for same-sex marriage in Australia, fifty-seven percent, I think, of the of the state.
0: If you're listening, let us
1: know where from. I blame those in Orange, <laughs> so, so oh, Wagga.
0: <laughs> so that we can add you to our in-studio yeah. map. It's filling up. It's quite cool. Um, we need some more people in the Middle East, India. Um Africa we banned despite having one in <laughs> South Africa just because there's a piece of wood through the back of it so we can't get the pin in there. Mm, and if Southern you're a, South yeah, America?
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, all of that. Yep. And if you're a raging homosexual in Wagga Wagga or Orange <laughs> and I owe you an apology. So <laughs> So you were at woolworth the supermarket yeah we'll count down and yep. um i okay. saw people uh, as i walked past i was like oh no here they go and it's charity people oh uh, so front. you
0: are, the where this story's going is yes you are a horrible person but go on
1: so there there were two of them there and as i walked in there was some lady who was she'd been caught and like oh where did you know like, i could hear i could hear as i walked past oh where do you work oh where we pharmacy next door it was a we pharmacy next door mm-hmm. where she worked i got it i was like oh, okay so they got her they're not gonna get me went in and um did my shopping it's um new zealand cup and show week so on horsey mccall's face um <laughs> they have like all the nice like expensive like champagnes are on special so the Moet was 49.95 okay um is that good that is really good yeah so yeah. i bought a bottle of Moet and some other stuff though so. Not not for cup. We were just like you know. You don't normally get it that cheap. So I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll buy a bottle. Okay. So as I'm leaving, I walk out. The la- I've been in there for about seventeen minutes. Jeez, hello. The lady who you sure was you weren't caught, doing a big shop. No, no. I like I like browsing the shelves. The lady. Daily. Oh, plus if I spend more time at the supermarket, I spend less time in the office. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's fine. Um, the lady that had been caught in the net. Of the charitables on the way in was still there. Whoa. I was like, oh my God, this looks horrible. So, as I walked out, there's this younger, taller guy, and it was St. John, the ambulance people. Yep. He looks across and he sees me, he catches my eye because I was like stunned this lady was still there. (laughs) He's like, oh, hey, mate. And I was like, look down the ground. He's like, how you going? I was like, look down the ground, keep walking, keep walking, keep walking. He's like, can i just remember your time mate keep, keep, keep walking don't know i don't acknowledge him, don't um hey, mate can, can you hear me mate are you ignoring <laughs> me mate i was like oh no now he knows now he knows he i'm didn't ignoring say him say
0: that that is so aggressive no, he did for a, for he did a charity person he did so this is that just like after a gold coin or something like that no
1: no this is this one, one of those no, ones you no, sign here's up here's the problem yeah i don't mind the gold coin but these are the sign up commitments and i'm a yeah. commitment phobe you know i'm a commitment phobe yeah you know, so <laughs> I, I, had, I I just kept eyes to the ground and looked away. Mm-hmm. And as I walked away, he so yelled out, Well, oh, have a great day then.
0: Whoa. Like, Who the heck is he? Uh, I assume he's doing this for free. <laughs> he's not getting paid to be there. Probably not getting
1: paid to be there. He's definitely getting paid to so be there. So I ignored him. Didn't <laughs> say a thing. Looked away. When he, so he looked at, eye- locked eyes. And then when he realized you know cause I, I, and I was like oh my god that lady is still there oh my god please don't talk to me please don't talk to me and then the like, hey mate like, <gasps> you know and then there was about four, yeah, four approaches and I ignored every single one of them mm-hmm. and just walked off
0: I think you're fine you think I'm fine? yeah I mean those people I don't want to join you in the depths of hell but <laughs> <laughs> but I have an issue with
1: those people too yeah should I have said something though should I have been like no thanks <laughs> like should I just not ignored them yeah there's merit to that there's merit to just saying hello like am, or I a no dick? Or... <laughs> like am i a bad person or am i just a dick and it sounds like i I think you
0: it's somewhere neutral because it's not like you were aggressive towards them they yeah. were aggressive towards you if anything like you didn't flip the bird no, no I, just ignore, I just ignored them <laughs> can you hear me that's so good
1: okay so you now should have i said no because then they know you can hear them but you're saying no <laughs> um so now i want to show you this the top number in red okay stand by Oh, okay, okay. So, what does that say? So,
0: the this is in your um, <laughs> your list of this is on your phone. There's a list of people who have called you. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing the ones in red are ones you haven't picked Great. up. <laughs> the reason I know that is because the top one says UNICEF. Don't pick up. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> so that one though like if i recall you used to give to them i that? still, do. You still I'm a, do i'm a, I'm a freaking global parent why are they ringing other than to thank you okay so um
1: last week as well because
0: obviously you've had a bad experience to know to say well, don't that, pick yeah, up yeah so your phone book. last
1: week i was at i was going to the lord concert mm-hmm. um you know lord yeah 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 i am lord no but carry on okay fair enough no i do know who it is but um and i was a bit drunk and (laughs) i was at
0: cheap champagne or whatever
1: (laughs) yeah and i was at this bar before we were going in Mm -hmm. and the phone rang i was like i obviously didn't say unicef don't pick up so (laughs) i had the phone and they were like oh hey is this tony i'm like yeah mate what's going on (laughs) and they said who they were you call him unicef one day oh look mate Really. Um sorry just went, I went sorry. quiet. I was just trying to trying a knob and it yeah. didn't go well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <ooh>. <laughs> well at least you know it's not for you. <laughs> sorry to you know, I, I, That was my story and I went all the way. Um <laughs> Yeah, so they asked if I you know, someone's you know, so and so from and like, oh yeah, yeah, can we talk about your donation? It was about sort of like, you know, seven thirty at night. Mm-hmm. and I was like oh look I'm going to live with you I'm a bit pissed <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to a concert this isn't the time um, can you just call me back and they're like yep yep I say oh cool can you just call me back tomorrow um, to, call, to, to, call me tomorrow after about half past four mm-hmm. and I was like they're like okay cool thanks so I hung up and I typed to my phone UNICEF don't pick up perfect <laughs> saved it a couple of days later they didn't call me the next day but a couple of days later the phone rang and I looked at them and I was like UNICEF don't pick up I was like what and because I was a bit drunk, I hadn't <laughs> remembered <laughs> putting it in first of all. And I was like, oh, that's right. UNICEF called me. Oh completely my God. Drunk, you I completely you. forgot. I completely forgot. It's a drunk me save sober me's ass <laughs> yeah. by putting that in.
0: That's a really good strategy. I mean, hang on. Not that people should be avoiding <laughs> charities in any way,
1: but avoiding hounds anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yep. They put that on. They've called about five times since. They called again on the way home from work today. And just yeah, Unicef. I was driving home and then my phone rang and the Bluetooth in the car popped up. Unicef. Don't the car popped up on the Jeez. screen in the car? I'm like, good. Just like leave that. You still give to Unicef though, so right? So I might give thirty dollars a month to Unicef. Okay, so you're happy with that? You've got no I, inclination to be. So upsold. I used to give twenty. Yeah, and they called me. Yeah. A few years ago, like maybe maybe a year and a half ago, and I caved and started giving thirty.
0: Yeah,
1: which and you're Happy with. And I also give money to uh, Guide Dog, mm-hmm. to training guidance. So every one. every month I give money. Oh, just a foundation. Oh, you mean Guide Doggy
0: mc- yeah. Doggy Face? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah so that blindemic blind face can <laughs> can you know get around yeah so it's my two charities i've so decided they're the two charities i give to mm-hmm. i've committed to those i've given every single month for nearly a decade to both those charities Here you go it's a lot of money it is a lot of money yeah and if someone's a gold coin for me sure sure okay it's fine so my question is i don't want to get any more to unicef because that's kind of within my budget is what i can give them yep. you know with you know you know mortgage <laughs> you know <laughs> almost nearly <laughs> <laughs> but like you, your budget and that's what i can give so am i a bad person for the recent actions or am i just a bit of a dick for just ignoring people who want charity because i've decided like i i used to try and talk my way out of it mm-hmm. and i just ended up giving more money
0: what the heck was that something just crashed um do we need to check that I'd probably need to check that <laughs> okay um shall i pause okay, it yeah let's Something pause just it just crashed outside and we're gonna check <laughs> and report back stand by it.
1: all right we're back and so if you ask uh did anything paranormal happen to us in since the last we stopped recording yeah i guess we could say maybe <laughs> no
0: because we were recording hang on
1: wait we... anything in the last five minutes <laughs> in mysterious and that could have been a ghost. It
0: could have been a ghost. We don't know what it was. Long story short, we don't know what it was. Yeah. We heard a noise. It was like a bang or a ladder falling over. Yeah. My guess is it's probably a ladder falling over.
1: Um and it's, it was a neighbor or something. Yeah. And that they might be like sprawled on the ground and we probably need first aid f probably need first aid, but let's just stop here and got make jokes first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've just proved you know well maybe now i've proven that i'm a bad person after all that <laughs> um the cat was outside so it wasn't the cat so it wasn't the cat no
0: no so where were we we were deciding whether or not you were a bad person for yeah. ignoring unicef so calls.
1: we've given i give two so the whole point of the i think the bit i was trying to boil down to is the fact that i'm ignoring them completely rather than um speaking or saying no no
0: you're not ignoring them completely you're paying them money.
1: Yeah. But when they're hounding me, I'm ignoring them, like the UNICEF guys and the St. John people. But I'm only, them, I'm only ignoring them because when they hound me, I give in. <laughs> and I can't okay. afford to give in. Here's the other thing, in. I think. Um, obviously, you're doing a really good job
0: of giving them money a lot. Um, the thing for me is there's two ways out of it. Continue ignoring because you are too polite not to bend. Um, or say to them, that's my limit. Take it or leave it.
1: Yeah, I think that, that could be the next part. Yeah,
0: but then they be like, but they say, okay, what about just two
1: dollars more a week?
0: This is like one of my hypotheticals where I pose you a question mm, and then I you. just com- completely change all of the odds until I find somewhere oh backing God, you suppose into I could a corner. Do two
1: dollars more a week. Like, okay. <laughs> what about
0: five? See, they work great. on the, the work on the logic that I do. That there's always a line somewhere. So if you say no to ten bucks. You might not say no to five bucks. If they you say no to five bucks, in, they you come might and with yeah. ten,
1: and then they'll work you back. It was the same. As how I can't many... say no, and I'll eventually just say you're yeah, fine, buck. Fucking hell, fuck. Yes, I'll do it. It's <laughs> the same as the
0: hypothetical where I said, "How long would you stay in prison to get your mortgage paid?" And we worked backwards from like thirty years. you were like, no, twenty years, no, fifteen years, yeah, seventeen <laughs> years, maybe. <laughs> it's like there's a line there somewhere. That line, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> okay, so not not a bad person no i don't think so
0: you okay. give money to charity is what it what it gets down to at the end of the day you give money to charity which is better than what i do which <laughs> is,
1: i avoid also but i don't give the money <laughs> to be fair i only give to these charities because they cornered me and i gave in and like, <laughs> and i haven't cancelled them uh, but my, i also feel good
0: about it my wife uh, said that um she got hit up by one that was super aggressive once and um saw they were in like a shopping mall and underneath the table where they kept their personal belongings was like a gucci handbag and she's like well you're bailing me up and trying to guilt trip me into giving money i don't think that gucci handbag pays for itself i've literally walked past them as a student and i think i was with you i was a student on like I had something like fifteen dollars of disposable income at the time. Yeah, after each week. all your expenses were met. Yeah. yeah. And so I was borrowing I borrowed money out of our like joint flat account to buy a coffee so that I could have a coffee and be yeah. out and be social. And the guy bailed me up and said, It's only the price of a cup of coffee. And it's like, Well, he doesn't know enough
1: <laughs> to know how rude that is to <laughs> yeah. ask me to It's like this coffee is like the only <laughs> treat I'm getting.
0: Exactly. That was that was me for a long time. Yeah. Um The other thing I was going to say is, um, since we're putting things on the table where we're deciding whether or not we're bad people, Mm -hmm. I'm going to come across as a lot worse than you here. Who'd you murder? Nope. Not yet. I mean, no, not (laughs) yet. Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) But soon. I mean, here's the thing, right? You go to uh, any of these shopping malls, anything like that, they have... Parks for people in wheelchairs up by the door. What do you call those parks? Wheelchair parks. We don't park wheelchairs in them. (laughs) Wheelchair accessible parks. Again, you don't park wheelchairs in them. No, but you park your car so that your car's wheelchair accessible because they're wider. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) I wondered if I'd get away with that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to get you into an awkward position of calling what sort of name those parks are and you you managed to sidestep it, so okay. (laughs) Because you'll give an un-PC term that was PC a few years ago that yeah i wouldn't say that i bet you would <laughs> um here's something on pc that i will say
0: i think yes there should be some parks there
1: but i think a lot of places have too many okay how many is too many like how many is the sweet spot
0: well if you think of um the warehouse on rickerton road oh, they've well, got like probably they've got a lot they've got heaps like prime real estate <laughs> Those lucky, lucky. <laughs> lucky Everyone's having to park people. like meters and meters away. You never see anyone in them. I'm saying they could probably halve the amount. They've got like twenty. 20. Like,
1: what's Ooh. that? No, the dogs probably. Ringo. Smelt the cat. Ringo. No, it's the weird other one.
0: The chocolate one. No, that is Ringo. Yeah, it's, it's also black. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sorry, is, damn damn this is, is an un- un-PC <laughs> episode so far. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think. You know, maybe 10 to 15, depending on the size of your establishment.
1: Still, I even think 15's too high.
0: Ah, so you're with me on this. Thank I God.
1: think 10's too high, to be honest. Exactly, right? Like, Probably, let's... I'd say 6. I'm
0: all for catering for the right six. amount of people, but six I don't 6 would be plenty. Yeah, because because people, because I don't, don't want to say they, <laughs> <laughs> people in wheelchairs can often use non-wheelchair parks that I didn't call normal parks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jeez, Straddling this a line. is such a fine line here <laughs> and the uh, it's this is i mean it's springtime it's a warm day the ice is very thin you said it's uh,
0: 40 degrees in, our, in your ceiling which is what a meter above our head yeah I'm which is like, like
1: hundreds, hundred
0: degrees nearly 100 degrees fahrenheit i think so <laughs> um yeah so i just think maybe Someone needs to maybe do a bit more research as to how many people in wheelchairs might be um, frequenting these do establishments. To, do you want to
1: volunteer services?
0: No, see, that's the thing.
1: I don't want to be the guy that's leading the charge to get rid of... does just want change to happen. <laughs> I just want someone to look at it. Someone look into it. Well, you are warehouse alumni, so you must have a contact.
0: Nope. Okay. Why would I... Because yeah, I stack shelves inside the.
1: Yeah, uh, warehouse alumni. Yeah, so that means I can talk to the guy who built the car park. It's like, hi. I used to work at a warehouse that isn't this one. <laughs> I worked at that one. Oh, you did?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah you did, actually. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Um, okay, we should have done something <laughs> 10 years ago. do <laughs> bitch about it now. Yeah, that's
0: um, PC non PC rant over. Um, do you want to jump into your paranormal story it feels like ages since we've actually spoken about something paranormal because last week's one was a pretty woeful yeah or
1: upgrade to mac os high sierra Mm. spooky haven't done that yet (laughs) okay um this one is a you know how i like doing kind of old timey ones from time to timey (laughs) (laughs) you're an idiot this ain't timey um imagine if i hit install on this oh that was really loud just open the can you can oh no now i've had details i'm trying to find Right, more... go away okay so I'm, I'm i'm taking this back 117 years uh nearly to the day <laughs> really uh pretty much <laughs> okay depending
0: Ooh. on when it's being listened to but then so is it's, everything we're like a month
1: out okay <laughs> so not then. it's like 116 years 11 months to the day okay okay it can be again (laughs) depending on what I was listening to um we're gonna talk about oh wait before you jump into this um one
0: thing I was gonna say did I mention we also got another giveaway on twitter I didn't did I no you got sidetracked um I got a pickle rack plush toy to be sent anywhere in the world so um go on to our twitter it's one of the the pinned tweet on our account at
1: lits underscore podcast so just if so say if you have previously won a competition from us can you enter this one yes <gasps> very good that's one person
0: um so yeah uh, just follow our twitter account and retweet it and you'll be in the draw what are we'll... the chances
1: that i will win this um pretty good yeah you're <laughs> pretty good <laughs> I been, yeah i might do that right now <laughs> all right screw the podcast i'm entering this competition <laughs> okay go is on it even Sorry. is it even up yet
0: yeah yeah it's up what the podcast no we're
1: recording it right no now. the competition yeah yeah
0: okay good. there's some entries already
1: oh really yeah get on them <laughs> okay so, so i'm gonna, in touch with our twitter yeah i am i'm on social that's why i'm the social media guru <laughs> um so i'm gonna talk about the mysterious disappearance of the flannan isles lighthouse keepers i've heard about this one have you i think so okay let's talk about it mm-hmm. well i will when you're gonna you're gonna fucking listen to me <laughs> <clears throat> I refuse to listen Then Okay, goodbye to- Are we actually carrying on? Please You're not saying anything Yes Okay, sorry
0: <laughs> I was listening?
1: In December 1900 Three Pardon? Li- Pardon? I missed that I bit I quit <laughs> Quit the podcast. <laughs> um, in December 1900, three lighthouse keepers, Thomas Marshall, James Ducat, and Donald MacArthur, on the lonely outcrop of the Flannan Isles, approximately 20 miles from the Outer Hebrides in western Scotland, vanished without a trace. No solution to their disappearance has ever been found, and for over a hundred years now, this case has been of endless fascination endless endless the windswept flannan isles also known as the seven hunters have always largely been uninhabited apart from the 70 years when the lighthouse was manned so not always yeah largely i said L- so not always i said yeah exactly i said large, always largely. always largely no if i said it always been uninhabited had always largely been uninhabited I mostly don't have a drinking problem. The islands were always viewed with great superstition by the Hebrideans. And although they used the islands to graze sheepies, they believed <laughs> it was unlucky to spend a night there. So you wouldn't want to do sort of a bit of a camp, overnight camp camp out there. Pitch a dome tent, mm-hmm. so to speak. The lighthouse first went into operation on 7 December 1899. It had no wireless communication, and its only comms with the outside world was a series of semaphore style balls on posts, which could be seen by the Hebrides on a good day. So that's some weird sort of single signal signy thingy. I looked at it. Yeah, like, semaphore. It's with the flags, usually. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. You, you got it. I'm all over that. You got the shit. Yeah. You're all over this shit. <laughs> The first hint of anything untoward on the Flannan Isles came the night of December fifteenth, 1900, when the steamer Actor passed the islands in poor weather and noted that the light was not operational. Uh, the ship suffered the misfortune to run aground some time after passing the lighthouse and because of the struggle to save the ship, the fact that the lighthouse was unlit was not reported for some time. Shippy face. So Boaty McBoatface or Shippy McShipface or Ferry McFerryface came past and were like, Oh, the lighthouse, light's not working. Oh no, we're going to crash the boat. The lighthouse
0: isn't working, we're going to crash the boat. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just to translate. <laughs> and yeah, no good. No good at all. Um... The Island Lighthouse was manned by the three-man team with a rotating fourth relief keeper on the sidelines. The lighthouse tender vessel Hesperus, was, Hesperus face, was unable to set out on a routine visit planned for 20th of December due to adverse weather and did not arrive until noon on 26th December, missing the Boxing Day sails. Mm. On arrival off the coast of the island, the crew and the relief keeper found that the flagstaff was bare of its flag. None of the usual provision boxes had been left for restocking and more ominously, ominously, <laughs> ominously, mm-hmm. ominous, ominous, ominously, there was no sign of life. Jim Harvey. Captain of the Hesperus gave a strident blast on his whistle and set off a distressful air, but no reply was forthcoming. Mm. A boat was launched. And Launchy McLaunchface? Yeah. <laughs> and Josef Moore I've got an idea of what we're gonna call the episode. <laughs> the relief keeper was put ashore alone. He found the entrance gate to the lighthouse compound and the main door both closed. The beds unmade, the clock stopped, and the lighthouse abandoned. What? Returning to the landing stage with this grim news, he then went back up to the lighthouse with the second mate and a seaman. (gasps) Or he covered the second mate in seaman, I I am not sure. Seamany McSeman (laughs) face. Yeah, Oh, seamany McSeman in the face, damn. (laughs) A further search revealed that the lamps were cleaned and refilled. A set of oilskins were found suggesting that one of the keepers had left the lighthouse without them, Duh. which was surprising considering the severity of the weather on the date of the last entry in the lighthouse logbook. The only logbook,
0: is that like when you record your number twos? Correct. Yeah, like, you know, green,
1: you know, kind of bleeding me. Ouch. 158pm. Yeah asparagus wheeze yeah that kind of thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's not a log though but I, I'd, get, I'd get where yeah. you're coming from yeah
0: it's just ablutions
1: mm. is well, it? have you heard of have you heard this tale and just this is a cautionary tale for anybody out there who <laughs> oh, no. ever has beetroot have you heard oh, this Oh yeah, yeah 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 so if you ever have beetroot and you do number twosies and you see it red everywhere you haven't got bowel cancer you're <laughs> fine it's just the beets hey you can't say that Categorically, I can't say that categorically. What but if somebody did
0: have bowel cancer? Okay, and ate beetroot and then listened to. So this. my
1: my story here would be: if you have your beets and you've got bloody poos, and then you're a bit worried, have another have a big meal, <laughs> let it digest, high in fibre, high in fibre, let it digest, keep away from the beets, and then see what comes out. If it. so it's still bloody, see your physician. If it's not, <laughs> carry on. Carry on. Okay. Watch out for be- be- beady poos. Um, the only sign of anything amiss in the lighthouse was a large beady poos-like <laughs> turd in the toilet and an overturned overturned chair by the kitchen table.
0: Not to make this about uh, toilet humor, but have you heard of a reverse kanga? <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
1: no. Please share.
0: It's when you um, go, it's like to prank someone, you go use their toilet when you do number twos. But you face the other way. So oh. you face the cistern so that it leaves a massive skid <laughs> all the way down the front of the bowl. Amazing. That's what they call it in Australia. <laughs> Reverse Kanga. Um, there's Great. even a worse one where it's like top deck related, you go
1: in the cistern. Oh that, that, I can't me. remember the name. <laughs> of the keepers Gross. of the keepers there was no sign of there was no sign of life. Uh, neither inside the lighthouse nor anywhere on the island. Captain Arvey of the Hesperus sent a telegram to the Northern Lighthouse Board saying that a dreadful accident had happened on Rivers a flat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, imagine the smell of that thing. Oof. He concluded the poor fellows must have been blown over the cliffs or drowned. But the, the clock stopped. Yeah, I know. And was the light wasn't on. The men remaining on the island scoured every corner for clues as to the fate of the keepers. The west landing provided considerable evidence of damage caused by recent storms, with iron railings bent out of shape and the iron railway by the path completely wrenched out of the concrete. On top of the cliff at more than 60 metres above sea level, turf had been ripped away as far as 10 metres, 33 feet, from the cliff edge. The missing keepers had kept their log <laughs> until 9am on fifteen December. Ah, uh, there's your problem. Where lighthouse keeper Ducat uh, entered the time of extinguishing the light at dawn, the wind direction, and the aroma of the loggy left in the, um... Hmm. However, their logbook entries made it clear that the damage and the severe storm had occurred before the disappearance of the writers. So... So we, wait, are we trying to figure out when they disappeared or when they took a poo? Pose? <laughs> Both. Okay. Well, the poos is evidence. If they took poos, <laughs> you know, later in the day. I feel bad saying that so often. I'm, I'm having regrets. It shouldn't um, be about poos. It shouldn't be about poos. Um, so I think. These men disappeared. So what we're Can saying. We come on here talking about poos. poos? They're poos. Well, they have to do poos. Everyone does poos yeah there's the there's you know i'm sitting where the cat does poos right now we had to move whoa, the, whoa, whoa. we had to move the cat toilet to sit here in the b studio <laughs> yours will be the a studio i guess okay or the one studio It'll be the two studios if you're going over the number, two, <laughs> number studio. two studio yeah actually the number two studios are next door down the hallway <laughs> um so i guess what we're saying here is there's some crazy storm has attacked the island it's caused damage the log book and let's talk about the actual log book not the Pooh's book okay. has recorded that there's been damage, there's been a crazy story. I bet there has. <laughs> there's been a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> and they noted it because, you know, it was funny, but also needed to go down. Yeah, everyone regrets it afterwards. Exactly. They wrote it down. <laughs> no one feels good about it. No one feels good about it, but they noted it down because they're good lighthouse keepers. You know, they're professionals. <laughs> uh, Just go on. And um, then, you know, all cleared up and now all of a sudden they're gone. So mm-hmm. it's like, all right, well, they got through the storm.
0: Storm closed in and yeah. then the people
1: were gone. And the Sto- clock was stopped. Storm closed in, they, you know, released their bowels. <laughs> <laughs> all was good, it seemed. Mm. But now they're gone. So the likelihood that they're gone in the storm? Hm, don't think so. Okay. Um not sure where I was at now. So, effectively we saying that the logbook entries made it clear that the damage and the severe storm had occurred before the disappearance of the writers. Michael Joseph, a researcher investigating the mystery, noted that The big lamps in the lantern <laughs> tower had been exactly trimmed like... in readiness for another night's vigil. That's typical the of somebody with two first and names. The and oil fountains were primed all this took time furthermore everything in the kitchen was in order (laughs) (laughs) utensils used in the preparation and consumption of that morning's breakfast were all clean and in place this seems to add to the conviction that doom befell the keepers in the late forenoon Before lunchtime, no bodies were ever found and the loneliness of the rocky islets have lent itself to feverish imaginings. Theories abounded and resulted in fascinated national speculation. On December 29th... Wait, give me the gist of what you were saying, because half of it I couldn't understand and the other half I was laughing. Okay, so the gist is... um, they were doing their regular thing, you know, they'd, they'd got up, light had gone off, you know, BM'd. Um, <laughs> what, bowel movement? Yeah. <laughs> okay, go on. As per the logbook. Yeah. Um, they'd cleaned the kitchen, had breakfast. Um, so th- the line here was: this seems to add to the conviction that doom befell great term, by the way brilliant yeah the keepers in the late forenoon who know who knew that was a term forenoon yeah the morning afternoon like morning yeah. yeah yeah in the That's late cool. forenoon before lunchtime no bodies were ever found and the loneliness of the rocky islets have lent itself to feverish imaginings so they're saying if they looked at normal the you know the weather had cleared they're up doing the next chores then sometime in the late forenoon <laughs> <laughs> Which again I did not know was a term before I read that. Yeah. Um please use that. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely in the episode oh, title. It was in the episode title. <laughs> the late <laughs> forenoon. Yeah. Um, you know, shit went down. Yeah. Well Well I didn't say shit went down, but I'm <laughs> paraphrasing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're there now. Okay. On December 29th, Superintendent Muirhead arrived on the scene accompanied by two experienced keepers. They concluded that it was probably MacArthur who left in a hurry, knocking over the chair. They surmised that Ducat and Marshall had gone out to check the security of the equipment at the damaged west landing, leaving MacArthur in the quarters to deal with the chores. They further speculated that from his vantage point, MacArthur observed a series of exceptional waves approaching the island, and dashed out to warn Ducat and Marshall they were inbound. When he reached them, it was too late, and all three men were washed out to sea. This was considered by most to be the likely scenario, although it was not fully endorsed by the Northern Lighthouse Board. And I mean, you were on that board for a while, weren't
0: you? Um, I was bored. And
1: yeah, was <laughs> about that... the story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in a violent storm, three experienced keepers would not have ventured outside for any reason. The board also noted that while a furious gale was pounding the islands <laughs> on December 12th and 13th, it had calmed considerably by the 14th. The logbook references from the morning of december fifteenth, in addition to the you know the noting of the various BMs that befell the lighthouse keepers, proved the keepers were safe, if a little sore, and well and the storm had subsided. The investigation acknowledged, however, that rogue waves several feet high following powerful Atlantic storms are not uncommon. And that is like that is true, like there's been some like um oil rig in in the north sea and stuff that have recorded some crazy waves Mm -hmm. at times like just out of nowhere that's come sweeping in boom bar bar boom slash that's exactly what they sound like Mm -hmm. research researcher we should researcher (coughs) Researcher researcher Richard Wilson disputed this theory. He noted, considering the uh, rule that a lighthouse should not be left unmanned, (coughs) um, all three men would not be out at the same time unless the last man was called uh, to some dire emergency. But if an emergency had indeed been uh, discovered at the West Landing, how could the last man, Donald MacArthur, have been summoned to it? The... um, uh, uh west landing was too far away and obscured from sight yet the fact that the kitchen chair uh, was toppled and that um uh, 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 Macarthur's coat and wellington's were left behind suggests that uh, he uh, um, uh, did indeed make a dash outdoors <laughs> in a shirt sleeves, shirt sleeves shirt leaves shirt sleeves is a freezing um december day but if, if he were in such a hurry let me, sorry let me try that again but, <laughs> but if he were in such a hurry why did he then sh- bother to shut the doors and the gates of the lighthouse compound behind him fair point dickie that's a fair point dickie wilson there dw first appearance on the podcast dickie wilson d dw he'll probably be back though <laughs> um uh if you want an encore of dickie wilson tweetle us don't... No, don't. I mean, do. Do. But... <laughs> don't. Please do. But o- others theorised that one of the three keepers became enraged at the other two and pushed them over the cliff to the rocks below and then threw himself after them. Still others speculated that a giant marauding bird had snatched them, that uh, wait for it, sea serpent had carried the men away, that they had been abducted <laughs> by foreign spies or that they had met their fate through the malevolent presence of a boat filled with ghosts. What do you call a boat filled with ghosts? Boat uh, ghosty McBoat ghosty <laughs> face? Ghost boaty McBoat ghost boaty face. face. The baleful influence, I don't know what baleful means, I did not bother looking it up, of the Phantom of the Seven Hunters, which is the name of those weird islands, was widely suspected locally. So locals thought the ghosts had taken the guys.
0: Yeah baleful means threatening harm or menacing
1: oh, thank you very much mm-hmm. well, you know you heard those crazy christian bale recordings that time yeah, when he yeah. was screaming at people they were Makes definitely menace they were definitely baleful yeah baleful, um, baleful. yeah baleful bale <laughs> we've got a baleful of baleful um haswell smith in 2004 attributes the origins of one theory to walter uh, Alderbert, a keeper on the Flannans from 1953 to 1957, Alderbert believed one man may have been washed into the sea. That his companion rushed back to the light for help, but that both would-be rescuers also were washed away by a second freakish wave. <laughs> McCloskey 2014 states that a fight may have broken out near the cliff edge by the west landing between the three keepers, but started by the allegedly volatile MacArthur, and that the three fell to their deaths. The event remains a popular issue of contention among those who are interested in paranormal activity and lighthouses. The movie. Um, paranormal activity in lighthouses. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good documentary. It is, yeah. If you're interested in paranormal activity, if you search paranormal activity plus lighthouses, surely this comes up. This will, <laughs> this will float your boat, or yeah. your bay float 1999, of floating From 1989, released on VHS. yep yeah. uh, As time has gone on, modern theories about abduction by aliens... <clears throat> have been put forward as an explanation Knew for the this vanishing this was a
0: UFO one in I disguise okay, exactly, there you go
1: <laughs> <laughs> the The sheer experience and know-how of the lighthouse keepers contradicts theories of their deaths being caused by a careless act indiscipline or failure to follow their training the weather had calmed significantly and there is clear evidence that the, light, that the lighthouse keepers were carrying on with their routine duties just look in the toilet bowl they were carrying on with their routine duties duties in the toilet bowl. <laughs> the men's bodies still haven't been accounted for and may never be. In the years that followed probably the disappearance... Won't. Oh, well, let's face it. I'm probably sorry. not. Is there any of their family listening? Although I can hear. Mm, which is probably nice about it. Because this next scary. Okay. In the years that followed the disappearance... So you
0: want to be nice about it because the next bit's scary. Is it because it could
1: impact you if you're not nice about Correct. it? Correct, yeah. It's, okay, it's so totally it's a really selfish. selfish. <laughs> it's totally selfish. Yeah, okay, go on. In the years that followed the disappearance, other keepers stationed on the aisle claimed to hear cries calling out in the salty air. Despite the howling gales that would batter the island, faint, ghostly voices of unknown origin could be heard screaming out the names of Thomas Marshall. James Duquette and Donald MacArthur.
0: Uh, Pedro Poos Oh, wow. <laughs> Disrespectful.
1: <laughs> That's what they said. <laughs> I'm just quoting. Cool. Are we at the end? We're at the end. Anything else to add? Um, my thoughts here is that uh, I think the weather had calmed in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys were going about their u- usual duties. Something happened duties. in the late four noon yeah yep and they disappeared See, so yeah, the um, thing is it
0: could have uh, i'm i'm kind of like uh it could have just been someone came to the island and
1: took them with could have been they could have been abducted mm. and taken away but they, they for me like if that theory about the whole idea okay there's they're out there like two of them are out there at that west landing crazy wave comes in mm. why does the other guy then run out and then close the doors behind him like you wouldn't like you would have run out like a crazy fool to yeah. try and help and you wouldn't have run out and bothered about closing the door and then closing the compound gate mm. and things like that you, everything would have been left open so that's like the curious bit there it's sort of yeah. like okay the that bit adds up until you add that piece in around why was there such order in an orderly location, but or in a potentially unorderly situation where it mm. fled. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mystery. Mm. Um, well, that's, that's what we're talking about. Okay. <laughs> Dick. Uh, yeah. It's not, this isn't just um, how did people die? Yeah. It's how did people die? Yeah. The, 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 yeah infliction. Cool. Um, good story once again well way more research than mine would ever be um yeah had a, had a wee cast
1: of thousands there mm-hmm. again and the uh, couple the of impressions had, yeah. had dw in he came in yeah did he come back uh no no <laughs> <laughs> he might be back though we'll after we'll ask we'll ask if people want to hear him back yeah we'll have a focus group or yeah. something select committee yeah um okay cool. cool i'm closing the lid on this one
0: That was that. Yep. Um, Shall we dive into the final segment of the show? Yes. Um, This one we call "Get Me Some Strange." That's where we take um, the 1982 Reader's Digest version of Mysteries of the Unexplained. I flick to a random page. Tony will tell me when to stop, and I'll read one of these random mysteries.
1: I don't know if this is, you know, you know, taking advantage of the book, but I was, you know, um, Saturday last week just put a new You do- did not peruse the book i perused the book oh my god because when i was flicking through it i saw a story i wanted to read mm-hmm. um about a prophecy of a plane crash and you know, i'm an aviation nerd and i was quite keen to read it so i, I you know curled up on the uh, the bed and, and read it and then i read that so i left it there and then my i came back in and my partner he was reading the book enjoying it too and he was like there's this really weird thing in the beginning about christopher and katie and i'm like yeah yeah you've obviously never <laughs> listened to this podcast have you <laughs> <laughs> we talk about it regularly. The, yeah. You know, yeah. They dedicate the book to Daddy.
0: Yeah, I picked it up at a um, at a garage sale or something, a yard sale, a fair, fate, fate, and uh yeah, used book. We're very cheap. Uh, lucky enough to find another, which we'll figure out a way of giving away some at some stage. I reckon it's first people to find us. <laughs> like literally, yeah, they, 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 they got to interrupt us. an episode and then they can have the book.
1: <laughs> yeah so, well another we normally record on a friday yeah um we bank episodes sometimes on saturdays yeah uh but yeah like if they turn up tomorrow night to come here to try and try and interrupt us i'm not going to be here i'm going to be in hamner springs
0: okay um in north canty if you turn up to tony's house leave a note on the door yep. with um your describe
1: your last bowel
0: movement yep and the and in a twitter great handle great detail and a twitter, <laughs> and a twitter handle a twitter handle if you do that, you got the book. Yeah. It's yours. We'll pay for shipping. <laughs> we'll work it out. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. Okay, I'm flicking through the book Seeing now. As soon as they have to come here, I guess the shipping won't be too expensive. Oh, the only thing I can suggest is that now that you've teased the um, story about the aviation thingy, find it again and say it on the next one. I know what page it's on. What page? Page
1: 32. Shall we? Do we dare? You want to? Yeah. Is it long? No. Page 32? Yep. Page 32. And is it about i think it's american airlines 191
0: Get you some premeditated strange yeah this is
1: this is a new did we turn the music on we didn't yet shall we um okay well, should we yeah yeah Yes. Let's, let's let's switch on i did it last week it's your turn it's on
0: oh it is on is it the nightmare that came true that's it all right stand back i'm sitting night after night david booth had the same nightmare i'm guessing it comes true <laughs> first he heard the sound of huge engines failing then he saw the plane a passenger liner belonging to american airlines swerve and roll in the air plunging to the ground in a red inferno and every day he had the nightmare 10 nights in a row wait let me try that again with different inflection (laughs) and every day he had the nightmare 10 nights in a row 23 year old david an office manager in cincinnati ohio i was
1: thinking when i heard that I was like, he's doing well for himself 23 and already an office manager like what were you mm. doing at 23 playing with yourself in front of the mirror i was probably studying still okay i studied enough. a lot you did actually you did
0: mm. i think five years five and a half years could be in a doctor but you're not <laughs> no i'm definitely not <laughs> 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 um was haunted by what he had seen. There was never any doubt to me that something was going to happen, he said. It wasn't like a dream. It was like I was standing there watching the whole thing, like watching television. On Tuesday, May twenty second, nineteen seventy nine, David phoned the Federal Aviation Administration. It's pretty
1: ballsy to do that, I think.
0: Yeah. He must be very sure of himself. Mm. At the Greater Cincinnati International Airport. He also called American Airlines and a psychiatrist at the University of Cincinnati on May 26th an American Airlines DC-10 jetliner crashed at Chicago's O'Hare International Airport which features so
1: often yeah it does <laughs> it really <laughs> does that airport on this podcast
0: yeah and
1: you and I have both been to that airport
0: yeah yeah features all the time that was where we had the um singed discoloured ring Oh no yeah that, it is yeah yeah that's yeah. it yeah cause it went, it it went up into the, the sky yep no hang on the singed discoloured ring wasn't that the Westall no that's that uh oh Because it left a a track in the grass Uh, that was discolored. This one was um, the one where it punched through the clouds.
1: Oh, yeah. I think there were lots of, like, really awful names proposed for that episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) Um, 275
0: people were killed in in, in the worst air accident in U.S. history at the time of printing, I suppose. It still is. Is it really? Yep. Hang on, hang on. So they don't call 9-11 an air incident even though it was two plane loads of people.
1: It wasn't a single incident though. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We we're a single the
0: aviation incident. Okay. It wins on a technicality. Or loses, <coughs> depending on how you look at
1: it. <laughs> I think you can, i think you're losing June in general dying a plane crash
0: <laughs> <laughs> the federal aviation administration and had taken david booth seriously enough to try to match his nightmare with the information available but they had too little to go which on which is
1: pretty crazy and it's really interesting that, yeah. isn't
0: it i wonder if there was anything to do with way back on episode one or two where we talked about that was it a pan am flight a tristar that they salvaged parts from and the ghost
1: started uh, eastern yeah eastern 401 yeah
0: yeah i wonder if that kind of Maybe in that aviation industry, for a time, people were believing these things. A bit superstitial. Yeah. Um, They had too little to go on. It was uncanny, said Jack Barker, public affairs officer for the FAA Southern Region. There were differences, but there were many similarities. The greatest similarity was his calling the airline and the airplane. The FAA had guessed from Booth's description the plane was a DC-10, and that the plane came inverted. In retrospect, the dream had the dream description of the site of the crash resembled O'Hare International Airport, but not closely enough for anyone to guess in advance that it was where the accident would occur. Oh, that's the end. Let me read that last bit as if it was the end. Okay, you, you're not nailing this very well at the moment, are you? <laughs> These inflections. Not closely <laughs> enough for anyone to guess in advance that it was where the accident would occur.
1: Um, the end. Yeah, so it's, I had seen that one. The other week so i'm glad we'll come back to that that's cool yeah interesting <laughs> what was like I, I when that when so what happened is that plane took off the engine it had three engines one under each wing and one in the tail so the engine on the left hand wing broke off so they hadn't right. secured it Probably and it flipped over the back of the wing oh. the crew though couldn't see the engine had broken off because um you can't really see it from that position right and the crew rely on an instrument called the, well, they rely on a thing called the stick shaker mm-hmm. so when the aircraft's getting close to stalling which means it's going to fall out of the sky it's not generating enough lift the control columns shake right. on, and the crew know, okay we're getting close to a stall because we're going too slow, we need to increase power right. so what happened is when the engine ripped off it ripped off um, a piece of the wing called uh, well, it ripped off a piece of um, there's the hydraulic lines which feed the leading edge slats. So the leading edge slats make the wing bigger at the front on oh, yeah. takeoff. Yep. So it ripped it off and all the hydraulic fluid leaked out. hmm So the training material called for them to slow down and, and get to a sort of a, a, a simple sort of trying to establish a uh, a return to the airport. What actually happened because the engine had been ripped off, the leading edge slats retracted, which reduced the lift the wing was generating on the left hand side. Yeah. Um, and also thereby slowing down so thereby well the aircraft because if the if the wing's not generating as much lift they have to go faster so Mm -hmm. the procedure to slow down was a bad call yep um, the second part is the stick shaker. Sh- the, the stick shaker it was powered by the number one engine, which had just broken off the plane. Right. So there was no, they didn't get the warning that the engine had broken, That the um, power was gone. That the yeah, engine was gone. They were going too slow. The engine had ripped off. Yeah. So the, the the bit that powered that engine, the bit that that stick shaker, yeah. was the engine that had fallen off on the runway.
0: It's like not having batteries in your smoke alarm. Yeah.
1: So this is why aviation is so much safer these days, because unfortunately accidents like this happen. They're like, yeah, oh, okay. they learn from them. So taking off, engine breaks off, which retracts the uh, leading edge slats because the hydraulic fluid leaks out. Okay. Okay. Um, but we're fine because stick shaker hasn't activated. Mm. But actually the stick shaker is powered off the engine, which is now lying on the runway about mm. fi- a thousand feet below us. Yeah. So there's problems. <laughs> so they slowed and unfortunately they entered a big bank because the engine has gone, the wing on the left hand side. I wasn't generating enough lift and mm-hmm. they banked to the left and fell out of the sky. Wow. So yeah, like had that happened these days without all this, you know, unfortunately antiquated things on mm-hmm. planes, they could have been recoverable, but mm. the crew the crew wasn't at fault, it was just bad bad maintenance and bad procedures by the airline and the manufacturer. <laughs>
0: it's a heck of a an uptick for how to end a podcast that.
1: Yeah, talking about I'm talking about poos to
0: <laughs> Well, yeah. Um So, ending on that note. Uh, Yeah, it seems like a bit of a long one. How how long have we gone for? (laughs) Uh, Well, we stopped in between to um, investigate Investigate a paranormal noise. Yeah, yeah, we got forty one minutes, so I'm thinking we're about an hour.
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I reckon (laughs) the amount of sweat under my arm suggests (laughs) it's at least an hour. It's funny when I stood up. Uh, I felt very sweaty on my back. But when I'm sitting back down again, it doesn't feel that sweaty. (laughs) And on that note... I think as I stand up, it's going (laughs) to expose the sweat to the air and, my God, I'm going to need a shower.
0: (laughs) On that note, we will call that another episode of Lights in the Sky podcast. Uh, Join us next time for more tales from the paranormal and general shit talking it it's so out.
1: good that people can't log a sort of broadcasting standards authority complaint against this podcast because my my lord there would be some <laughs> horrible things cool we'll catch you next week toodle oo